Welcome to day three of Radio Lumi, an all-audio experience of the Luminato Festival and its art. We're here with descriptive content, amazing conversations, and a variety of creations and creators to future for you. As a reminder, the hosts of Radio Lumi are audio description service provider Rebecca Singh, audio describer JJ Hunt, arts consultant and performer Christine Malik, and myself, broadcaster and accessibility consultant Ramia Amadin. And, uh, you know, I'm in Toronto, as probably you are, and it's really pouring out there. Absolutely pouring. I mean, it's dark because it gets dark this time of year, around this time anyway. But I think it's the perfect Friday night to be hanging out in your homes listening to Radio Lumi on ISO.FM Stream B. So thank you so much for joining us. And as a person in the blind low vision community, I myself am low vision. Um, Christine is blind. And we have curiosities regarding the visual elements of life itself, of the world. But of course, when it comes to Radio Lumi and the Luminato Festival, we have questions about the art and the visual elements surrounding that. And you may also have that as a blind or low vision listener. And Rebecca and JJ, they've been helping us out with these uh, questions and curiosities that we have, providing uh, some real fantastic description and auditory context to our lineup of creations. So we're very excited to bring that to you tonight on day three of Radio Lumi. We want to give a huge thank you to David W. Bennett for the general support that's made Radio Lumi possible. It's absolutely fantastic that we've been able to put this uh, project together. We're smack in the middle of it tonight and we're very, very excited for um, everything that we've done thus far and everything that's coming your way until Sunday night. We also want to direct you to the Luminato website, luminato.com, L-U-T-I-M-A-N-O.com. Well, I might have spelled that wrong. I'll start that. I'll try that again. L-U-M-I-N-A-T-O dot com, where you can dive even deeper into each of the works and artists that you're hearing on Radio Lumi. So this is the lineup for you tonight. Uh, now till 11 p.m. tonight, great Luminato content being featured on Radio Lumi for this inclusive, accessible audio experience. I know I'm telling you this in many different ways because I, it's just that picture. It's really, really uh, an all-inclusive audio um, lineup for you. And on tonight's uh, lineup... In a moment, we're going to be introducing the premiere of New Monuments, and this is a dance film being released on CBC Gem tonight, and we're absolutely excited and fortunate to be streaming this on Radio Lumi at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be fantastic, um, but following our conversation right now, myself and Rebecca Singh, we're going to be chatting um, at you for a second, but we'll be hearing an interview with Jack Hawk. It's an Access Spotlight. Uh, Jack is a member of the Luminato Festival Access Advisory Committee. Uh, and I had an incredible conversation with, with him and we went <laughs> all over the place with it. I'm super excited for you to hear uh, some of that. And then audio description service provider Rebecca Singh will be helping us with prepping for the audio experience of new monuments. So uh, we have some pre-show notes, some description, some context to come shortly. And uh, of also want to mention here that New Monuments is audio described by Rebecca Singh. So you have that whole experience with her. 
But uh, after that, nothing left to hear but new monuments to check that out, live streaming from CBC Gem at 8 p.m. And then to wrap up the night, we have uh, every night giving you Guided by Starlight. And tonight's episode is entitled Fractal Features Fractal Futures in Hip-Hop, Uncovering Toronto-Based Hip-Hop and its International and Form-Defying Offshoots. I am um, jumping in my seat <laughs> for tonight's episode of Guided by Starlight because um, the, the hip-hop angle, uh, one of my favorite genres of music and, and cultural phenomenons, um, but also some of the performers are just, you know, the there's not much to tease other than really stay tuned. Uh, we have some ciphers, uh, some really engaging, uh, high energy um, conversations happening through hip hop. Uh, by I mean conversations, I mean like the actual uh, rapping, but also conversations literally from the artist. So it's excellent. Now let's get to introducing the big Radio Lumi experience, New Monuments, for its world premiere tonight on CBC Gem. New Monuments masterfully teams up internationally recognized IPOC Toronto talent, working alongside homegrown talent in a fully collaborative space where live performance meets film. While featuring a wide array of dance styles, ballet, street style, contemporary, all coming together as one. Directed, conceived, and developed through a distinctly IPOC lens, New Monuments asks us tough questions. Do the statues that adorn our public spaces speak to values that represent us as a city and elevate our uh, values of freedom and diversity? Should they be dismantled piece by piece? What are the new standards that define us and which ones should make the cut? Uh, All of these kind of questions are out there in New Monuments. And then they proceed to answer some of these questions by imagining a future world where racist monuments no longer exist and where IPOC, art, and activism continue to seamlessly intersect. On the shores of Lake Ontario, over 40 dancers from across Toronto take us on a cathartic journey of purpose from the beginning of colonization to a more hopeful and equitable future. New Monuments, as I said, premieres tonight on CBC Gem, coming up at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We're getting that full audio experience with uh, some pre-show description and context, as well as audio description throughout the project provided by audio describer Rebecca Singh. And guess who's here now to join the conversation? Uh, Rebecca, welcome back to Radio Lumi. Hey, Ramya. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I want to hear um, about some of your experience working with the New Monuments team, but we're also going to weave that into some of our experience overall as performers, because both you and I are performers. And um, first off, right off the jump, have you been part of a, a film production yourself? I have. I have. I'm one of these people who wears many, many hats. Um, and I I came into uh, production through uh, being a theater kid. <laughs> um, and uh, being a theater kid eventually led into um, acting in film and television. Um, so uh, I, uh, I have been on uh, a film set as an actor. Um, I've also made some short films as well uh, as a producer. And um, um, uh, yeah, so that's, um, uh, I, one thing I will say about this new monuments, um, experience is that it happened at, 
in an unheard of pace. It was incredibly uh, quick. That's uh, that's for sure. Um, I, in yeah. Oh yeah, no, go ahead. I, I'm 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 happy to hear you expand on that. But that is um, true for <laughs> for uh, new monuments, and I feel like a lot of the projects that have happened over the last two years, um, because workflows keep changing, right? And um, I guess not necessarily deadlines, but the kind of projects that are wanted to put out there, the desires and the the pictures of what things will look like, are also changing because, of course, the workflows are completely different now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think like one of the things that's been interesting for me with this project is um, how it um, continued to, to, to well, it had to change um, in terms of the production schedule because of because of the pandemic, obviously. Um, so I'm used to working like um, doing audio descriptions at Luminato in the theater. And sometimes that has a really tight turnaround um, because the show is coming from Ireland or England or, you know, uh, for the U.S. or China. Um, and it, it's actually only here. Uh, and it's like a, for a live experience, it's only here for like five days or something like that and out of those five days we're offering two audio described performances so what I, I I'm used to working with is you know maybe starting off with a video but then having like really intense time to um to study the piece in the theater and I kind of almost have to have it already written and I wasn't and as opposed to working on films um as an audio describer uh where I like it's finished right like so that I get a finished film and um and then i create um you know descriptions that don't need to change um so but this experience was a bit more like the theater uh, it, it was it was a bit more like the theater experience where i had to you know tweak and adjust and and all of that kind of stuff um uh and I, because, because I have that theater experience, I, I was able to like make it happen. So I, I, I found that interesting just as somebody who's been a little bit in both worlds, um, because, uh, because I was using my, my theater skills and, um, and the team also like, you know, where it's, this is a, such an interesting festival. Like, for example, I'm not a radio host. <laughs> All good. You're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, but here we and here we are, you know, like we're working on it. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, Remy, how do you tell me? Can you uh, can I ask you a question? I would like to I'd love to know more about you, like your experience as a performer. And and, um, you know, maybe I can um, sort of like re relate to you some of the sort of behind the scenes stuff that happened that you could relate to um, with your experience. Yeah, no, of course. Well, I was just thinking, um, you know, when you said you're not a radio host, I feel like there's been a lot of great room for for development <laughs> and for like trying different things out here with Radio Lumi. Um, mm -hmm. I thought it, it was an incredible kind of uh, jumping around, but I don't mean that in a negative context as well at all. I think of it as more like, oh, I get to kind of have my fingers in everything. You know, it's that festival experience. Um, and I it's all super 
interesting to me because we're not in the same space. Like we're almost never um, going out anymore. All of this is being done uh, in my studio space, in my bedroom, on my laptop, you know, Zoom rooms, things like that. And getting to know teams and getting to know uh, the project itself and kind of asking questions and checking in with each other and saying, hey, like, are you are you good? Do you do you have everything that you need? All of this is done virtually, Rebecca, which I kind of had to shift the way that I process things in order to um, be able to do these projects in that manner. Um, because I'm used to like performing, meaning, you know, rehearsals and and getting in uh, and going out and, and meeting people that way and kind of just like the vibes and the energies come through that, right? For for uh, for project development. Um, but not being able to do that is kind of, uh, it's different. It's definitely different. But at the same time, because I come from radio background and I've done now four years with accessible media and on Kelly and company and getting to know people practically every day, you know, meeting new people every day, um, that happens virtually also. You know, the guest comes on and that's when you meet them. <laughs> So I've been able to to take parts of those experiences and put it into this, which is more of a deep dive into projects, um, not like tiny little projects and many of them, but, you know, four or five projects that uh, we're really taking into uh, deeper context and deeper conversations and getting to know teams um, and working with them for for weeks and months. Right. So it's yeah. it's. It's different, but for you, you have had a um, a tiny bit of in person experience though, throughout uh, Luminato. Oh yeah, well I was yeah yesterday I was um yeah live at the live police debate. Uh, no, sorry, it wasn't a debate talk. Um, police about accountability uh talk, and um, that was really interesting. That the I, I was one of two people in the audience uh, ultimately, but I was um doing the audio described introduction uh, there. Um, so um so that was a very fascinating uh, conversation, and um and it was just nice to be uh you know like I'm I'm this. It, it was in a theater and I'm a theater creature and it was nice to be in a theater. Um, and I, yeah, and I have plans to, uh, to go and check out um, uh, built on, on genocide down at the Harbor front center as well. Um, so the, yeah, that ultimate transition, like back into a space is also kind of interesting um, with new monuments. There were two, so I, I was, um, uh, I asked for a lot of things from production, you know, in order to make the audio description happen. Um, you know, I attended rehearsal, which is, um, which is the kind of thing I might do for theater, but, you know, not usually, I mean, because it was dance based, there was a rehearsal, um, but it gave me like this incredible um, insight and in, into, uh, into the process and uh, really helped me connect with um, some of the choreographers afterwards as well. Um, and uh and also let me sit in the theater for two days so so nice <laughs> it's good right yeah mm. yeah, totally. yeah do you find i know at the start of the pandemic we were asking questions like oh you know when do you feel like you you want to get back to everywhere now and go back to the the spots and the the um spaces that really make you comfy and we we missed it a lot right but now we're uh, so far into it and i haven't stepped foot in a theater at all and i'm kind of thinking <laughs> it's going to be strange going back into theaters as much as I loved them before. Did you feel that or was it like completely, you just felt like, oh yeah, this is it. Oh, but 
Yeah, I'm, I, it was like being home. I mean, in, in <laughs> some ways, you know, I think it's just kind of like for, uh, for, for me, um, also that, uh, yeah, the, the the Berkeley Street Theater, which is where the rehearsals were, were held. Um, I've been I've spent so many hours in that place. It's um it's got like brick walls, um, you know, uh, and often it doesn't have, you know, a curtain in the back or anything like that. So you just see the exposed brick. And um, there's just something uh yeah, very familiar about that space. But I think that, I, you know, similar to any of these spaces that we haven't been in, uh, that, you know, we will uh, like enjoy experiencing again. The first time that I went back to the theater was actually the summer I worked on a production um, uh, called uh, Blackout at uh, the High Park Amphitheater. So that was all outdoors. Yeah. And um it uh, like so I went to see something there first and it was everybody sitting outside and I sat down and I reached in my pocket and I turned my phone off like and I was really like I marked that like I noted that because it because it was it was this sort of habitual thing that I you know literally hadn't done for uh, you know over a year so some things are like riding a bike I guess you know yeah no but uh just shouting out though that i love any of those outdoor performances at the high park amphitheater i I used to go there all the time for their um what do they call it shakespeare at high park or something Uh, shakespeare in the park i think yeah yeah and and those are that was such um such good times (laughs) it was Mm. not necessarily a theater space but it was just something that um felt like a very uh, nice cozy unique uh, evening experience during the summer so that's really great yeah um so with the with the choreographers and stuff for new monuments um i think it's awesome that uh, you know there was a this shared project between a whole bunch of people and not just people but a whole bunch of um, dance styles. So for for description's sake, I'm sure you had a lot of conversations with people because of, uh, you know, using the 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 language meant to describe certain styles, right? Not just like what the actual physical movements look like, but the terminology being used for dance. Yeah, well, exactly. No, and I, and I, I actually like I, what I, what I love to do is just sort of like share some. So I talked to mm-hmm. I talked to everybody. I didn't talk to um I didn't talk to the lead choreographer um uh, Tanisha Scott, but I did talk to all of the local choreographers. And um, yeah, do you want to hear a little bit about you know like some insights that I got from them? Yes, please. The inside scoop. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so part of, part of this for me was just to kind of, uh, understand where they were coming from. So I kind of, uh, had the opportunity to pose everybody the same question, which is what happens in your choreography. And I'm not going to tell you what happens because the film is coming up, <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, like, I'll just give you some insights. So, um, so one choreographer, uh, Siyang Adelam, uh, he just had the most incredible backstory detailed uh moment by moment um rich with history um uh uh like just and it was epic in a sense that each individual character um so each choreographer for the most part was working with four dancers um uh, mostly two female presenting and two male presenting dancers um and 
in in each of their um, responses to that very open question, I would get like, you know, I, I, I would get different things. And so for this particular dancer, it was really this sort of intricate story um, about, uh, uh, yeah, like uh, it was intri intricate story about um, people of East Asian heritage and um, uh, like w workers and laborers um, in who have been in Canada through time. And so that was just like, it was really fascinating. Um, I spoke with uh, Nova Bhattacharya, who um, similarly, like we, we sort of started examining some of the politics, you know, in a sense behind certain themes that the piece that, so that was like a big picture thing that the piece actually sort of explored. Um, Robert Benet uh, was the choreographer for um, the National Ballet. And Robert uh, had, um, we just talked about it bit by bit by bit and, and, and um, had a lot of historical references in dance. So styles of movement, um, th that were sort of called from Europe at a certain time and involved sort of the development of ballet. And, you know, uh, so it was just like super fascinating, just a very um, uh, detailed uh, window into sort of the, the mind of a choreographer. I, I like, I loved it. Um, uh, Kieran Halal Kana was also working with Nova Dance. So, um, so Kieran uh, was also part of that um, discussion, just sort of the high, uh, over overview and talking about you know, life today and, and what things are like, um, especially for people of uh, Sikh heritage um, and East Indian heritage. Uh, Travis Knight is, uh, uh, he is a, a tap dancer. I'm sure there's much more to, like, I'm not the expert in uh, dance terminology, but anyway, um, and just fascinating. He talked to me about something called um, a, uh, oh boy, ring Oh, rings ring circle I think it was called um and just this dance that uh slaves used to used to do and um and ways that they would remember those who had fallen um and honor the fact that they have passed on to something better as just heartbreaking as that is um so yeah so that was just that was so interesting in terms of inspiration there uh sandra larond um sandra larond is from red sky performance the choreographer and um there were so many beautiful connections between the land and the sky um she, she herself her choreography um was very inspired by how we are here on turtle island and um and our conversation was sort of woven with insights of of you know how how one can be ac mensa had uh, a really again like a really uh, just a really rich um story to to how she chose to place people um, who appear uh, after having arrived from uh, like a, an overseas journey on a, on a, a in, you know, during the slave trade. Uh, Fizz Olandrian, um, hip hop inspired dance. Um, we talked about construction and how things are, how things are sort of put together and constructed. Uh, Kevin Ormsby um, had just 
like I don't we chatted <laughs> I don't remember what we chatted about right now um and then uh N- Natasha Powell also was working with Travis Knights that was more jazz dance so that was super cool and uh Jan Snap Yelda um talked about his contribution to uh sort of uh, sort of a grand finale at the end and um I was so grateful for their time it was awesome Oh my gosh. And you know, I know we were just doing like quick, quick flashes of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of your conversations, but honestly, the, the context I feel is, um, so incredibly important because it just, you know, it, it, now we can go into new monuments with this. Uh, background with all these little pieces that people are bringing in and the choreography and the, the bigger picture of new monuments and um, what that project is to look like with uh, the the parts of the puzzle, the pieces that they're bringing into the project with them um, and putting it in, you know, to the to the center. Uh, that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing all that, Rebecca. I think it's um, really, really valuable uh, that we we got these um these portions of uh, the conversation from and and it also gives me the picture of like oh this is what rebecca has uh has done and gone through to bring this to us so thank you for joining the conversation rebecca and we'll hear lots more of you tonight absolutely my total pleasure and it's called a ring shout that's it ring shout Shout. got (laughs) it Okay, amazing. Thank you so much. Rebecca Singh, audio description service provider and will be the audio describer for tonight's um, live stream of Radio Lumi um, with the CBC Gem stream of New Monuments. Up next is Access Spotlight with Jack Hawk.